guys, <laughs> three years into this podcast, and we we still don't know how to get it right. We just recorded about twenty minutes worth of content, but I wasn't recording. So here we are again. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Manny, what it look like? What's up, man? Um, I can't I can't pretend like we're just seeing each other for the first time right now, man. Yeah, I laughed at you over some Red Sox Yankee talks. We had like some that. laughs. I had some cries. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good good Red Sox Yankees talk that we just had. Maybe we'll revisit it towards the end of the podcast. But for now, we're going to talk about an incident that occurred last night, uh, August 17th. Today is August 18th. Hopefully, we could drop this video today. And uh, it involves a phenom, Fernando Tatis Jr., one of my favorite players in the league. I'll take him. Yeah. You you Love suggested you suggest an extension at this point. Fifteen years. Oh yeah, is what extend you said. his ass. Give him fifteen yeah. years. Fuck it. He seems years. like he's worth it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, barring any injuries, he did get hurt last year for a while. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the injury was. I remember it was. This what is was what it? it was. This is what it was. Uh, someone was ste- either someone was stealing second, or they were picking somebody off, or it was a in the middle of a double play uh, moment. And he he did like a first base split. Oh to yeah, catch the Ooh, ball. Yeah, I remember that. He ended up overextending that split. It was an Ooh. ugly, ugly situation. Yeah. The scrotum was was uh, yeah, probably ripped in half. He sounded like a chipmunk for <laughs> for the next month. Um, so oh. yeah, so Fernando Fernando Tatis yesterday, the the Padres are are uh, leading the Rangers ten to three. He comes up inning. with the bases loaded, three uh, zero count. And I can't remember who the pitcher was. Lays a fucking. It was a meatball. Goose egg. Goose egg. Right down the middle. It was like 92 miles an hour or something. And he took it apple taco for a grand slam. Um, Tingler. Fucking horrible name, by the way. And uh, Chris Woodward, the managers for the Texas Rangers. Well, first, let me, let me just say about the, the manager for the Texas Rangers. Didn't like that. That Tati swung on a 3-0 pitch when they're winning 10-3. to and Tingler then reiterated uh, Padres manager that they weren't trying to run up the score, blah, blah, blah. Kind of making, like, not having his players back at all, which I thought was bullshit. Um, and I just want to say, if you don't want a grand slam being hit off of you, then fucking throw a better pitch. Like, I'm sorry. This is, this is the game. This is baseball. This is sports. The point is to, you know what? The, bo- the point is to run up the score so you can fucking win the game. That's the point. Yep. Um, the Rangers could come back from a 10, you know, 10-3 deficit. The chances aren't that good, but it's possible, or a 14-3 deficit. So why would Tatis just stand there and watch a meatball go past for a strike? It doesn't make any sense to me. And this is why it kind of made me think of why we don't see records get broken so much, aside from the steroid era. And it's because of shit like this. Like, Tatis needs these home runs, needs these stats to boost himself up so that he can try to earn more money later on in the future why would he let fucking a meatball go past when he could take that home run earn four rbis earn another home run on his record and uh so yeah the point i was trying to make is this is why records will never be broken because of stupid unrules unwritten rules like this like how many home runs do you think mike trout has watched pass by just because he didn't want to hurt the other guy on the other side of the bench's feelings give me a fucking break man to take the ball hit the home run fuck those guys that's to be my, on, that's my take. To be honest with you, like I've 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 been playing baseball for a long time and watching baseball for a long time, and not until the other day when the Nationals uh, beat the Mets 
it was like 11-1 in the fifth inning, I think it was. And I, it wasn't until I heard Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling talk about, oh, he better not swing in 3-0. Because if he does, if it, back in my day, there would, there would be a, the next pitch would be uh, high and in or something, right? And it wasn't until that point that I realized that that had even been an unwritten rule. Like, I don't think I've ever heard of the rule, don't swing on 3-0. The only rule I ever heard revolving, or, or better yet, don't swing on a 3-0 count when your team is, you know, leading by however many runs. So that's a dumbass rule to begin with because, well, who gets to decide what's the limit of runs? Is it? I think five runs is a lot of runs in the eighth inning. I think a three-run lead is a good enough lead in the eighth inning. You know, it means they would have to load the bases and the tie, and the winning run would have to come up to, to bat. Like a lot, of, a lot has to go on for it to get to that point. So I consider three runs a lot, five runs. In this case, what was it? Eight runs, I think it was, yeah. or eight to three. Uh, seven runs. Seven runs. Okay. So it wasn't until that game with the Nats and the Mets that I even heard of that unwritten rule where you don't want to swing on a three and O ball when you're up by however many runs. Uh, And then sure enough, Fernando Tatis did that. The result was a grand slam. The first thing I want to say is I'm disappointed at Fernando Tatis for even apologizing for it. Like don't apologize. Don't apologize for that shit. You're (laughs) You're paid. You're paid to do that exact same thing. And the guy throwing you the ball is paid to prevent that. So right. don't apologize for hitting home run. But I will say this. I do see the I, – I could see a situation where you're winning by a lot of runs, in this case seven, and for the guy to lay down a bunt to get on base. Like at that point, I feel like just swing away. I think, like, that's, I think that's different. For me, that's it's, different. It's different, but it still it, – it leaves the door open that there is an unwrittenness <laughs> – yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, there's an unwritten rule to baseball. And I, I do think there are unwritten rules to baseball. We're going to get into a list of them in yeah. a moment. But I, did, I just wanted to point that out, that you don't ever apologize for hitting a home run, 3-0, and 3-1. and Like, what's the big difference? What? So, like, let him get ahead 3-1, and and now you're, you're – what, are you supposed to, like, let the next one go? Can you swing at the next right. one? What's the difference? The outcome's going to be the same. Stupid shit. Don't ever apologize yeah, so, for swinging the bat and putting the bat on the ball ever. Right. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, if you, if put yourself in that situation, you've been in that situation way more than I have, but you see a meatball, you're not going to swing at it. Like if anything, if anything, you should want guys to swing at it. Not because, yeah. I mean, first of all, under, understand that, so I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but the only rule that I ever, the only unwritten rule of baseball that I ever followed with three and no counts is that you growing up, I mean, is that you don't swing on a three and no count. Don't miss the opportunity that the pitcher's going to throw ball four and you get a, you get a run in and you just replay the situation with the next at bat. So that's the only rule I ever really followed. I'm more likely to not swing a three and no, but I did notice, you know, the older I got, the more baseball, professional baseball I watched, the elite hitters, the guys that are locked in, like the, you know, the pool holes, the trouts, right. guys like that are given the green light because they don't, there's a chance they're not going to miss. Tatis is one of, there's a chance they're going to miss. But even with that, you look at, you look at what uh, the elite hitters do, the chances of that ball being hit out of the park are not that high. So if anything, you'd want a guy to swing at a three and O pitch and have that be the out to get you out of the inning, you know, like nobody would be complaining if he swang and popped up to like the infield. I just think it's a stupid rule. 
Yeah, and I'm watching it on a on a replay on Twitter right now, and uh, he didn't even put like the best swing on it. He kind of just threw the bat out there, and the ball flung out. Like, yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to say that he wasn't trying to do that, but I just don't I don't. And this is another one of those things that I understand why a multi sport athlete, Tyler Murray, the most recent one, would choose football over baseball. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're talking about today. Like. Come on. Yeah, I'm and, just and, I'm upset but, that he but, even apologized. But. Yeah. At the same time, I think that Tingler and Woodward, and I think I saw Eric Hosmer talking to Tatis in the dugout. Like it almost sounded like he was explaining like why you don't do this. I don't, I can't hear what they were saying, but that's what it seemed like. Um it seems like they're the the outsiders on this because if you go on Twitter today or anywhere on the internet, any you know, right or anything, it's taking the position that Tatis did nothing wrong. So Hopefully this conversation starts shifting in the other direction. We start talking about why that pitcher threw that fucking meatball with the bases loaded and a three oak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, you do know why he threw a meatball because he thought he was gonna take it for a strike. But yeah, yeah, I on. mean, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not blaming the pitcher for throwing a meatball because he, more often than not, in that situation, the guy is gonna take the pitch. Like, yeah. But I don't think I never, I would never think that he's taking the pitch to be considerate. Because like, what happens if he hits it? So what? Like, should he feel bad for hitting a grand slam? Like. On a two and zero count, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right, you know? exactly. Would would it would the situation still fit on a two and zero count, or or just the first pitch in the at bat? You know, yeah, what like, I mean? like like okay, so you're up you're up by you're up by seven runs. It's Fernando Tati's bases loaded. Uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a there's a mind state going into that at bat, thinking like, well, I'm gonna get ahead with this first pitch strike. What if he took that? What if he took that one deep? Yeah. Like. Well, and then conversely, then another situation happened. I think it was yesterday where Juan Soto yeah. hit a home run off of Will Smith. And he just disrespected. That was flat out disrespect. I mean, I don't know what's happening, what, what happened between Will Smith and, and uh, Juan Soto prior to this or whatever. But he made it abundantly clear, Will Smith, you're my bitch. Like, that's what I just did to you. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of liked it. And, and maybe I'm biased because I love Juan Soto. But I could see a situation like that being talked about more today than the F Fernando Tati situation. That, yeah, that was a little, that was a bomb, by the way. So oh Juan, Juan Soto is, is the new on fire, man. He's the new Albert Pujols. He's the new machine. Unbelievable. Like I can't think of a, so far I can't think of a better nickname than the machine, you know, 2.0 or, or updated, upgraded, yeah. whatever. But, and, and, and continue to let baseball, please continue to let him do these things because, it's good for the sport. People will people will watch if shit like this continues. Yeah, and I just want to say about that incident. I don't want to put all the blame on Juan Soto for extending that moment with the stare and flipping the bat and you know all that all that uh trash trashiness talk to, yeah, to yeah. the game. But I'm wondering, like he I feel like he was only staring back because the pitcher must have been staring at him to begin with. Because when do you ever see a pitcher stare? directly like it's like his head never moved from Juan yeah. Soto's position so it's like what was the pitcher doing looking at Juan Soto usually you see a pitcher give up a ball like that the first thing you do is turn back and and look to see where it landed like holy oh, shit I they just, turn I just, back and start rubbing the next ball let's get ready for the next batter yeah you know like I mean? so I I almost feel like Juan Soto I'm not saying he's 100% innocent but if you if you leave that door open for a guy like Juan Soto, he's like what twenty one. He's still a kid. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to, he's going to, con you know, take the next step. 
So if you have Alex Bregman carrying a bat to first base, Juan Soto is going to carry the bat and one up you. Like he, I think I can't get mad at him for always wanting to have the last word, especially since kind of puts the stamp on it. But Dansby Swanson actually had the last word last night. Yeah, walks it off with a two-run homer in the ninth. So Juan Soto had to had to eat that right. at the end. But so I'm I'm watching the replay too, and I agree with you. It almost looks like Smith threw the pitch and like was waiting for Juan Soto's reaction. He was like almost inciting a problem for me. I'm, and I, I know that seems like he's grasping at straws, um, but that's what it looked like to me. I'm, I'm watching it right now. Soto hits the home run. He knows it's gone right off the bat. And uh, Smith just stares at him the entire time. Like, doesn't flinch. Yeah. And, and it's does like, not flinch. and again, not, not making excuses for Juan Soto because although I like the aggressiveness that, that he's bringing to baseball, I don't like overdoing stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. when, when has Juan Soto ever, and I hope, I hope the this shooting. isn't, yeah, I hope <laughs> this isn't like a common thing that I'm just like, you know, putting my foot in my mouth about, but when has Juan Soto ever stared a pitcher down like that? Especially, you know, it's not to my knowledge, it's not something only during the shimmy. But again, I've, we talked about the shimmy and the shimmy is a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the uh, shimmy happens. The shimmy happens pre result. Like it's before that bat even finishes. So I don't I, I love the shimmy. Like that's not. And the shimmy, the shimmy for me is almost like a boxer standing in his corner, staring the other guy down. It's a like I'm, my attention is on you. I got like you're my target right now. And that's yeah. that's how it should be. And then on top, not just that, but I feel like anything that happens during an at-bat, unless it's, it's intentional, like a, like a ball between the numbers or whatever, anything that happens during an at-bat, whether, it is, whether it's the pitcher strikes you out on a 100-mile-an-hour know, heater up top or whatever, or you hit a home run, you hit a home run on a nasty slider that nobody expected you to hit a home run off of, you should be allowed to celebrate in your little moment there. Like, if you're the pitcher and you strike out Juan Soto in that situation – I would have no problem if Will Smith started p- pumping his fist and being like, fuck that. Like, take that motherfucker. Like, I don't care. Like, that's, Grabbing his nutsack and everything. Like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's adrenaline. That's a basketball player dunking over somebody and shouting like, ah, like, this is what I just did, right? Same thing for Juan Soto. Let him have his moment. He hit, he hit the home run. Let him flaunt if he wants to. Like, just let it go. But, but for some reason, baseball is just full of people that are soft as fuck, man, and it needs to stop. And I and that's, I could, my, that's my last F word today. I'm gonna try to not curse anymore. <laughs> it won't be my last because we're, <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, want to really quick go through Wikipedia's list of unwritten rules in baseball. Let's go. Now, I need to have an entire discussion, but just want to go through them real quick. I think we can get through the list, give our opinions on it. Unwritten rules include for the batter, do not bunt to break up a no hitter. Fuck that. I disagree. I disagree too. <laughs> Bunt, I disagree. bro. Like if you're if you're uh, Billy Hamilton and you're up in the eighth inning, your specialty is to get on base because of your speed. Bunt to get on any way possible. If you can't bunt to break up a no hitter, then just let's outlaw the bunt entirely. Yes, and most most likely than not, if you're being no hit, you're probably going to lose the game. So yeah. you need to do whatever. If you cannot figure this pitcher out, you need to do whatever you need to do to get yourself on base so that you could possibly score a run. Like you said, if Billy Hamilton bunts a single, he could steal second, he could steal third. He's one base away from giving his team a run. You know what I mean? Like, you know no what, problems I've, with that at all. Like, the, the opponent's job is not to help you get the no-hitter. That doesn't make any sense. You know, after looking at this 
<laughs> after, <laughs> after reading this rule in my head, I have to just throw in a little like annotation here. So bunt to break up the no hitter. If it means that you you're still in striking distance of tying the game up or taking the lead. If it's 10, nothing in the eighth inning and the guy's throwing a no hitter, I would feel some type of way if you bunted to, to get on base. At I that point, know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Like, it's almost like you wouldn't bunt because you're essentially giving up an out. So if you're just giving up an out, why not try to swing away and, you know, hit one over the fence or hit a double? But if you, you, but if you bunted for a single, most likely it's because your defense fucked up in some way, shape, or form. Um, I know that some people are masters at bunting. But – if your defense is on point and they're expecting that in certain parts of the game or whatever, that's on you, man. The, to get a no hitter, you need to be flawless in all aspects of the game. So you have to be flaw, flawless in that aspect too. That's okay. how I see it. Well, here we go. Do not, <laughs> do not swing on a three Oh count when your team is ahead. We spoke about that whole Tati situation. Uh, I disagree with that rule. Same. Do not spend your time admiring a home run you hit. Wow. Could not disagree more. Me but too, I do, man. But I do think that – but see, that here we go again. I think there is a threshold of what a guy should be allowed to do. Like, I don't think a guy should hit a home run and, like, you know, turn the knob of the bat inside <laughs> like, like, a, like, like you're a witch on, a, on, a, on your broomstick or, like, you're on a horse and galloping. And I don't think the guy should, like, gallop around the bases with his bat and act like a fool. I think there's, like – it's a more of, like, feel the pulse of the game type of thing for yeah. me. So here's my challenge for you guys. You, you are in a busy city. You see, uh, you're looking for parking for an hour and you find the perfect spot in front of that restaurant. You're trying to go to, you won't have to walk blocks, but you see that spot. It's kind of tight, but you see that spot and you nail it on the first try. Tell me you're not pumping your fist or some shit. It's the same thing, man. It's just a natural reaction. Fuck, look what I just did. I just parked this car. I didn't even tap any bumpers or nothing. Ah, <laughs> you lost me there, man. <laughs> you I'm lost saying, me. man, it's, it's natural for humans to celebrate something that they just did that was fucking incredible, man. That's all I'm saying. Like, let it go. Let it be. If you hit a home run on a 3-0 count, that's your fault. It's not my fault. Like, you gave me a meatball. Don't give me well, a meatball next time. Well, this is, this is, this is the admiring your home run. So the first, the other out. Rule. what if the umpire had called it a ball and you walked in the run? Are you like, then what? Like, are you still mad at Tatis for taking the pitch that time? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. yeah. The baseball, it has like a lot of gray areas and I, this admiring your home run after you hit it. To me, there's a limit of what a guy should do. Like I mentioned before, he shouldn't like, you know, rip his Jersey off and just like swing it around his head and, <laughs> Then, then choose to to run the the bases and like do cartwheel, do cartwheels all the way around or some shit. So this next rule I agree with, but I understand your point of view as well. Do not steal bases if your team is ahead by a significant amount. I have to agree with this rule. I never, I never enjoyed team stealing bases when we're no longer even trying to hold the runner on because we're down by so much. So I, it's more of like we're not trying to hold you on. You're basically just taking the base at this point. Uh, I kind of have to agree with that unwritten rule of baseball i don't know i don't know i like I, I i see where you're coming from but something about it just rubs me rubs me the wrong way i don't know what like like for like for example do you ever get to a point in a game where they bring in you know a utility man to just pitch the last three batters of the game because the score is so high mm -hmm. so that pitch that guy officially 
he's not trying to hold on the runner because that's not his job to hold on the runner. The catcher is, is, is receiving a ball at 75, 85 miles per hour. Uh, so it's, it's like in that case, if you, if you're stealing bases at that point, I'd have to look at you and be like, all right, like you're just being a dickhead at this point. To me, it reminds me of in hockey, like you pull your goalie because you want an extra player on your team to try to score goals so that you can, because you're behind, you need a, you need a goal desperately. So I'm going to take my goalie away and put, put another offensive player in there to try to score a goal. And the opposing team, it's like, you're expecting the opposing team not to shoot it in my goal because you already have this big lead. Don't disrespect me like that. Nah, if the goal, if the fucking net is wide open and I have a shot, I'm taking that shot. Like, don't, don't try to stop me. Fuck that. Yeah. But see, (laughs) but see the other team, the other team put, made that substitution in order to score in this case the team is making the substitution because they're just like i'm not gonna roll my guy out there just to just so i and then i won't be able to use him tomorrow let me throw in uh you know pablo sandoval here to just eat up these two innings and yeah obviously they can steal if they want but i'm not gonna appreciate it like yeah okay i got you yeah i see your point i see your point Uh, i like your point but i see it Do not swing at the first pitch of the at bat. If look, oh my God, Jesus Christ! Just reading into this, I'm like, <laughs> this is this is probably this is probably a dumb rule, but do not swing at the first pitch of the at bat if the pitcher has a lot of back to back home runs. I've never heard of this rule, and that's the, that's probably the dumbest rule. Do not swing at the first pitch of the at bat if the pitcher has a lot of back to back home runs. No, swing swing I'm at. To figure out- now, now when the pitcher hits back-to-back home runs, I'm gonna be watching that. I've never yeah. even heard of that, and I don't see why. I don't. I don't understand. And why. the White Sox, the White Sox actually had a back-to-back moment last night, so I'll probably try to pull pull that back up and see what happens. Last week they had a back-to-back-to-back-to-back. I think. Wow, the White Sox. Here we go. Do not work the count if your team is winning or losing by a significant amount. Oh Where do they God. get this from? <laughs> Where, oh, my God. They... <laughs> Some of these are conflicting, too. Like, yeah, so, wait, it's I, like okay, so, so I can't swing. just supposed to just swing on purpose and miss? Like, that, I would say, as an opposing player, I would find that offensive. Like, are you just going up there and just not even trying? Like, fuck that. Like, I yeah, want the is, competition. Uh, this is, this, is a weird, this is a weird list, and I've never heard of don't work the count if your team is winning or losing by a significant account. So not only way, if your team is, is winning – this is a good opportunity. If you're listening to this, put in the comment sections uh, any unwritten rules that you've heard of that we that we're not mentioning because we need to we need to revisit this fucking thing at some point. Yeah, and this this goes both ways. If your team is winning, don't work the count. If you're losing by a significant amount, don't work the count. So if you're losing, just give up all hope. Just, just uh, yeah, exactly. Doesn't make any <laughs> sense. All right. Do not rub the spot where you hit by a pitch. All right. Maybe I have to revisit this list. This is more of like a. <laughs> catch all like don't rub the spot where you were hit are you kidding me what the fuck like what are we machines like that is that is that is an unwritten sort of like joke of a rule in baseball like don't rub it like don't be you know don't be a little girl and rub it (laughs) if you're hit by a pitch (laughs) do not do not walk in front of a catcher or umpire when walking to the batter's box uh i'm not left-handed usually when i walk up to a batter's box Actually, you know what? I noticed that I always do walk behind the umpire, but not because I'm like trying to preserve the unwritten rule. I just, I don't know why I've always. I think I've by- seen some people get upset because they walked in front of. I can't remember who, but I've seen this recently, and I remember, not like this year, maybe last year, maybe two seasons ago, 
it was probably something A-Rod did, let's be real here, guys. Um, but I remember thinking, seriously? Like, what the fuck? Isn't that the closest path? I think it was A-Rod. I think it was A-Rod. He went back to his dugout by crossing the infield somehow. Like, it was just like... It was when... It was when I don't know if it was A-Rod. And I do rem- And this incident actually happens a, a couple times. You, it might, I think it happens every year. It's when a batter kind of grounds out and he makes his way back to the dugout. He crosses the pitcher's mound instead of, you know, just taking the 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 long way out he crosses the pitcher's mound and he it's usually when the batter steps on the pitcher's mound like can you imagine a guy grounding out and then running back to his dugout stepping on the pitcher's mound on his way back i've seen that turn into conflict over the past i i kind of get it but again like what what are we like and who start who like who started this who was the one that said probably babe ruth don't don't touch my fucking mound bro like get the fuck out of here you know what i mean here we go. Uh, do not stand on the dirt near home plate when the pitcher is warming up. I get it, I guess. Like, don't be too excited to bat. Don't let your excitements get to you when you're trying to bat, I guess. Okay. Do not assist a member of the opposing team. Obviously. Do, <laughs> I, think that, I, think they mean like, I think they mean like if a foul ball happens to roll your way, don't throw it back to the pitcher. Like, let the ball, okay. let their ball boy get it. I guess. Do not. <laughs> I guess. I mean, or like if you know, if you see a guy, uh, that Bryce Harper incident a couple years back when he slipped on home plate and like, you know, m- dislocated his kneecap. By the way, him, don't help him up. Let him. Let, <laughs> can we give Bryce Harper some love real quick before we before we continue with this super fun list? Bryce Harper has. A league leading. Everybody's talking about Charlie Blackman hitting 500 and everything. Bryce Harper's on base percentage, league leading 493. Come on, that guy's the fucking beast. Give him his respect already. He's on your team. Yeah, we should have mentioned okay. too that Fernando Tatis is the league leader in home runs. We brought that nice. up as well, but yeah, he took the lead. Trout was the first to 10 home runs. Tatis took the lead yesterday. I think he had two home runs in the game. Very nice. Um, let's see here. Do not speak to a pitcher who is in the process of throwing a no-hitter. I've heard that one. I've heard it too, but Jesus, man, like, no, I don't believe it because I I believe more don't mention the no-hitter. But if if my pitcher is in the sixth inning of his no-hitter and he just struck out the side in an immaculate inning – like <laughs> yeah, I get, no, I I see it the way you're seeing it. Maybe I maybe I misheard it or something, but I agree. It's don't mention don't about don't talk about the no hitter. Yeah, yeah. During a no, and that that applies to everybody. Like I feel like it applies to even the announcers that they yeah. can't that they can't hear, and yet the announcers always are quick to point out so and so perfect through five, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, so those were for the batter, for the pitcher. A pitcher who is removed from the game in the middle of an inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. Yeah, I mean, I've never played professional baseball where I have anywhere else to go besides the bench, so I get it. To be honest, I, th- I feel like th- I, I don't care if they stay or not, but I feel like the expectation should be that you stay for the rest of the game. Like, you're a part of yeah. the team. You know, I never understood why. Um, I mean, I get it. They only play every fifth day. But don't you want to be there for your boys? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I, I don't understand why, and I'm just pointing out Garrett Cole because he's a member of the Yankees, and that's my favorite team. Nothing against you, Garrett Cole. I love you, bro. Anyway, um, I would expect to see Garrett Cole on the bench every day, not just on the day he pitches. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't understand same, that. Same. 
Uh, a pitcher should not indicate displeasure if one of his fielders commits an error. This might be the most, this might be the greatest, not the greatest. This must be the realest unwritten rule of baseball for any sport, actually any sport. Don't ever, mm-hmm. don't ever show displeasure to your teammates ever. I don't see the point. I really don't yeah. take it, take it, take it into the clubhouse, talk to them, text them later that day. Whatever you got to do, but don't ever, ever, ever act like a bitch to your, <laughs> towards your teammates because errors happen. Errors always happen. To everybody. Uh, strikeouts will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, Mariano gives up home runs, happens. All this shit happens. So get over it. It's not about you. It's a team sport. So I have to agree with that rule, that unwritten rule of baseball. But that goes for any sport. That should be an unwritten rule in any sport. You that know, should be an unwritten rule. That should be an unwritten rule in life, I think. Yeah, like don't don't chew your teammates' ass out like in front of anyone. Is, like is you're beating yourself up. It's like I lost my car keys. Don't don't fucking jump down my throat now because of it. Like I'm already beating myself up because I lost my car keys. I'm I'm relating this to real life. Oh. I don't need you coming. I don't need you coming up to me and telling me you're such you're a saying, fucking idiot for losing your car keys, man. Yeah, you're saying you're saying like as the fielder, like don't make it worse. I already yeah, committed like I, the error. Like, like I feel already, just as bad about that, this error as you do. Right. In, yeah. In my amateur baseball days with you guys, I've made my share of errors. I've hmm. dropped a, a pop up or two, maybe one. I remember one specifically. None of those were recorded in the book, so as far as I know, you're solid. <laughs> and um. I beat myself up for it. I, I don't need somebody coming up to me be like, damn, man, fuck, you dropped that pop-up. What the fuck is wrong with you? I know I dropped the pop-up, dumbass. Stop talking yeah. to me about it. All right, I'm done. Yeah, like, I, 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 in high school, we had a pitcher who literally started crying in the middle of a game because his ERA shot up due to, like, first of all, he gave up a bunch of hits, but the error that led to more runs being scored just, like, opened up the wound even more. This guy, kid oh, literally had bench. tears. Tears in his eyes. Nah, they wouldn't bench him. Uh, And then this last, for the fans, do not discuss a no-hitter that is currently in progress. We already mentioned that. All right, so punishments for violating the unwritten rules include beanball wars. These beanings can result in (laughs) bench-clearing brawls. That's Wikipedia speaking there. So was there an unwritten rule, Manny, that you know of that I don't see the one about not stepping on the line? Yeah, the foul lines. I don't see that one. That's more of like a superstition superstition because I see guys touching the line all the time. I feel like. Yeah, it's more of like an unwritten rule for the person. Like, yeah, I know not to touch the line. I don't touch the line. I I do it almost like uh, involuntarily now. Yeah, yeah. But I can't can't think of I can't think of any other any other rules. uh, I would say an unwritten rule of baseball is if you're gonna peck someone intentionally, do it. You know lower like below the belt yeah would be an unwritten rule that that i would throw in there uh and i guess anything that involves cheating would be an unwritten rule of baseball you know don't cheat point by the way speaking of cheating the astros man altuve looks lost at the plate and and i sometimes i wonder and i'm projecting here but i've always thought that altuve was one of like the good guys of baseball and he probably still he 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 still is I, you know he saw an opportunity to cheat. same thing with steroids you see an opportunity to improve your game you're going to take it especially if baseball is not doing anything at the time to prevent you from doing it like 
they said he, they put replay monitors steps away from the dugout. What did you expect, baseball? Come on. You yeah. know what I mean? At the same time, the way they cheated was pretty fucked up. But sometimes I wonder if it's more a mental game for him, as in people think I'm a fucking bad guy now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in, I, instead of a de, instead of a, a depletion of talent. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying because to me, I always looked at Altuve as like, we all know he he's not the common story of baseball, like the five, six, five, nine guy being like one of the best hitters on a team and winning championships and all all that, all that stuff, winning batting titles. Yeah. Did he win an MVP? Over judge, right? Wasn't it Altuve over judge 2017? Wow. Yes. That was a good, this is one of the reasons why this podcast started, man. You're right. It also started because of that Joe Girardi missed call in the, Yeah, in the in the Indian series in 2017, AL, ALDS. Game two, I think that was, yeah. Mm, yeah, Greg Bird. yeah, I know. So real quick about that Altuve thing. I hear what you're saying because he, I've always looked at him as the guy that's like, he's he's not just a superstar in baseball. He's like a he's like a hero story for kids everywhere across the world, you know, from his homeland and in America and all that stuff. And I do think there's a mental aspect where he now thinks he's a piece of shit because he got they got caught red-handed. And he's one of the faces of baseball. He doesn't have like that Alex Bregman, Trevor Bauer gene where they they say what they mean and they're going to, you know, let you yeah. know it type of thing. So I do think there's a mental uh, aspect to it that he's lost now. And, and, it's, and it's due because they got caught. And I also want to say that uh, J.D. Martinez is also struggling hitting as well. Mm-hmm. And people keep pointing to the fact that now they can't – he's one of the guys that would always go and look at his replay in the in – the, in the, in the, video room in the dugout or in the clubhouse they he can't do that came from the astros system by the way uh yeah i'm not i wasn't i wasn't taking it there just want to say that he also seems to not be benefiting from this new rule where you can't go look at your replays anymore era was actually getting on him for that a lot during the game saying like you got to forget about that at this point you know focus in the game which i happen to agree with yeah, uh there he is and then i also want to bring up do you remember that do you remember that study that they conducted where they had the guy zapping a guy that was like a prisoner and they were just like, he was just electrocuting him. The guy wasn't really getting electrocuted, but he was being told, you know, get, get this answer from this guy. And if he doesn't give it to, you know, torture him by zapping him with this, with these electrodes. Do do you remember that study? It basically, it basically proved, or do you remember the study where, uh, in that university, they broke up the prisoners and the guards. It, they were students, but they just made one the guards, one the prisoners. Do you remember that study? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Basically, the studies. <laughs> basically, the studies proved that if you're if you're absolved of any consequences, yeah, that you will do horrific things as a human being to other human beings. Like the guy in this particular study, I got to pull, I'll just pull it up uh, when I edit this video, but (laughs) he basically was okay with torturing this other guy. He didn't know why he wasn't told why, but he was okay with torturing the guy because he was being told to by a a higher authority. So in this whole Astro situation, you know, for guys like Altuve, it's almost as if we, we, we should blame the organization because more often than not, you're always going to do the wrong thing 
as long as you know that you're absolved of any consequences. Like yeah, yeah, and I, if nothing else, I blame again. I blame the league. I blame the team ultimately. Yeah. Like no, no, he's still he's still guilty of of right. cheating. It's just that if you look into like the psychological uh, aspect of it, it's almost like guys are coming into the team like Kyle Tucker. Like he's a young guy on that team. He was right. probably okay with the cheating because he's coming into it like, well, like, what am I going to do? Go against the organization that's exactly signing my right. checks, yeah. you know? No, so it's like, right. it's like, it's like groupthink. It's like uh, to make it to exaggerate even further. It's like Nazi Germany, right? Like, you, I can't believe that every single Nazi what was, hated Jews yeah. and wanted to, you know what I mean? But they yep. were a part of a system and a part of a culture that said that this is what you do. So you're gonna fall in line with what it is that you're expected to do, and you know what I mean? Yep. Again, not to excuse any of that shit. Nobody's but, making excuses uh, here. Word. Uh, what was I gonna say? With so with the JD Martinez thing, your comparison with to JD Martinez and Jose Altuve, I kind of view them differently because I feel like up his his numbers are bad, but they're not like atrocious. You could see a player go through a stretch and play this poorly on a regular season. Yeah. Whereas. His numbers, by the way, 238, 326, 405. They're not like, they're bad. They're, they're not bad as bad as Al- Martinez. They're not as bad as Altuve's, yeah. But they're not, but for a guy like Jose Altuve, who's made his name on being a contact hitter and all that stuff, to play the way he's playing 16 hits and 99 at bats, he's batting 176. I don't think he's, I, and I'd have to go back and do the research. I don't think he's ever had a stretch like this before. And no, I, just I don't can't, think so. I can't imagine that this is a coincidence. And I, again, I'm not saying that. The cheating, the cheating is the reason that he was the the type of player that he was. I think there's something else. There's something mental there, mm-hmm. um, some mental gymnastics going on. Especially with that video, like I think I, I could picture him seeing that video and be like, "Fuck, man!" Like, like just getting hot every time he sees that <laughs> replay. Like, oh my god, so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> like, why did I say not the camisa, man? No la camisa, no la camisa. Should have just fucking let them take off my shirt and been like, oh no, it's just a. Uh... Or I should have just not said anything and, you know, <laughs> kept like, like, hey, like, <laughs> just held it on, like, oh my god, like, I don't want the and Gatorade on comments, me. And then his comments, weeks later, that he didn't want to get in trouble with his wife and all this shit, and then people started posting pictures of himself shirtless all the time on the field. It's like, god damn, man. Um, what a cover up, man. <sighs> wow. And then the funny thing is, is that. They were so, like, this is another reason why I blame MLB. And now we're turning this into the Houston Astros. We do have some other things we need to talk about. But another reason why I blame MLB and why I think that MLB is the real, like, culprit here is because in the world, the, one of the, da- the most damning pieces of that scandal was when John Boy went back to the World Series video. You know, like, that video that they come out with at the yeah. end when they win the World Series? And the replay room, the, the cheating, where they did all the cheating was right there that like that's where the footage is from where where Korea is walking past and shit mm-hmm. so they must have been like i'm sure i'm sure some other teams are doing this shit because baseball has the replay room right here like you know what i mean i don't know yeah no going back going back to what i said that you you're going to make you'll make bad decisions or inflict pain or torture other humans as long as you're absolved of your of the consequences if there's someone in the above you saying it's okay do it don't worry about it like this i could just imagine for all those players you know uh the gm or the president coming in and saying guys like 
to be honest with you, like I talked to other GMs and, and presidents, everybody's doing this shit. Like yeah. we're just, we're just one step ahead. Uh, once they figure out what we're doing, everybody's going to be doing it. And I kind of do have to believe that other teams were taking advantage of that video. Like, how could you not? Like you said. Right. All right. Not making so, excuses, not making excuses. I'm just saying point, that, you know, go ahead. when you're absolved of the consequences, you will partake in, in uh, some horrible acts. And again, not to throw your team down again, but the Astros might have seen, oh, shit, they're using the, the, I, the Apple iWatch shit. Like, fuck, like, damn, we need to get on the ball here because, oh, wait, the Yankees got got a fine because they were using the replay room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would be shocked if any team didn't take advantage of the replay room and in, in any way, shape or form, just yep. me though. And not to, and not to, um, and just one more thing, not so much, but like the guys announcing the games know the signs. Mm -hmm. Like after the third inning, they're like, yep. Just like I said, another fastball coming here. They know the signs. So technically like they can come yeah. up with their own Matt, they don't need a, a trash can banging scenario to get the sign. They could come up. Technology is advanced enough. They they probably did have electronics in that in that Astro series, and people or probably what still if, do. What if the the off day pitcher, CC Sabathia, let's say for example, he it's an off day for him. He's not necessarily sitting on the bench, but we know that there are players that still hang out in the clubhouse. Say he's in the clubhouse. He's watching the Yankee game. And he's he's starting to notice, oh, the pitcher does this, this little tip when he's about to throw a slider. And he goes out in the dugout and says, yo, watch out for this tip or whatever. Is that considered cheating? He's watching well, the game on a monitor. He I would can see the signs. He yeah. can see, like, you know what I, would, I mean? I would consider it cheating if, I mean, in, in this new age of, of baseball that we're living in now, like, I would consider it cheating if he only got that sign because he was watching it via the video feed. Like, if the only right. way he got the sign was because of the angle that the video feed was showing, then, yeah, I would say it was cheating. I don't think it's cheating, but according to these new rules. Yeah. So then so then baseball needs to, in my opinion, remove all, all technology, all electronics from the clubhouse, from the dugout, no electronics at all. Like, mm -hmm. you can't have an iPad. You can't have shit. Like, you just – you could only go by the book. Um, all right. From one cheater to another, Alex Rodriguez, real quick. Um, oh, brother. <laughs> <clears throat> Alex Rodriguez has formed, <laughs> formed the group to try to buy the Mets. And it seems like it's down to, to Cohen, Steve Cohen, and Alex Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez's group. And a story came out in the New York Post yesterday where Jeff Wilpon is quoted as saying that he hates Steph Cohen, uh, Steve Cohen and that he wants A-Rod to come away with the team or make Cohen pay double the nearest offer. Um, so if this is the case, I don't know what the rules are surrounding like selling a team or whatever. It seems like A-Rod's going to be the next owner of the New York Mets. Yeah. How do you feel about that, man? I'll tell you this, Manny. Uh, that's, it'll be an improvement for the Mets and I can no longer, you know, talk ill of that organization because they, they, They'll be doing something that benefits the future. Is it enough to make you want to abandon your organization and no. move over no. to a team that resides within like your, you know, area, your location, your current location? No, but I'll be happy if A-Rod can 
No, I'm not becoming a Mets fan if that's what you're asking. But I would enjoy that A-Rod gets credit for bringing a championship to the Mets. Mm. I, would en- I would enjoy that outcome. That, you know, storybook ending. I bet if I bet Mets fans though, legit Mets fans are probably looking at the story and being like, fuck, because I don't know how A-Rod and his group would act as owners. I don't know if they would pull a Jeter and just tear the shit down to rebuild or whatever. What we do know is that Stephen Cohen grew up a Mets fan. I think he's from Queens and he's an ultra billionaire. He's like a, the way he's described, he's like a Steinbrenner type figure that it's win at all costs. He's probably going to, if he becomes owner, he's not going to be afraid to spend money. I don't know if that's what A-Rod's going to be. Um, so if I'm a Mets fan, I'm probably thinking like, damn, I kind of want Cohen to be my owner. But A-Rod might, might, A-Rod might come in. He's a smart businessman. And he might, you know, create the next juggernaut of a team. Who knows? Yeah, probably. But I just want to say, like, they already threw money at this. Not not a lot of money, but, you know, they signed Cespedes. Yeah. Uh, they have her Jairus Familia back. Well, Cespedes got- is gone. Like after what he just did, he's not coming back because he's not gonna get. Any, he, they're not gonna. He's not gonna get that extension. I think there was like a clause in it for one. No, what year. I'm saying. He, what he I'm saying. A free agent now. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is they already, they already kind of had their go go around for this team. Like they had the Grom, Syndergaard, Stephen Matz, Matt Harvey with Cespedes with Daniel Murphy, and all those other guys that are escaping my name right now. Justin Turner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm talking in the sense of like when they had a chance that with that little window that they had a chance to win a World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They already kind of had their go ahead. So if a guy like A-Rock comes in and decides to blow it up and trade the Grom for like the Marlins top three prospects, which are beasts. The Marlins would, are good, man. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're an exciting team. And we still haven't seen Sixto yet, who I'm watching just in case. Everything I hear says he's not getting called up this year, but, but but there's some degenerates on our fantasy league that my God, I had an alert set for, set for Same. Casey Mize yesterday. Casey Mize, yeah, he'll be starting and tomorrow. I go to fucking pick him up, and it's he's gone already. And I had to look at his shit earlier in the day because so I knew that I. they needed a starter, and I was like, it might be Casey Mize, but I don't want to waste this. You know, so did I. Let's be honest, we should do away with the acquisition pickups limit. I'm I'm down. I'm okay with that. Do away with the limit. What do you think? I'm down. I don't know if we could do it mid-season, but I'm down. Maybe we can. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, one thing about the Yankees and the Red Sox. I laughed at CT for the atrociousness that is the Red Sox. Now, I'm not going to do that again. Um, but I do want to bring up this one thing again, because I feel like it, it's something that people should consider or think about or comment if you want to interact with the show. I had said the Aaron Judge situation, him, him being injury prone um, and set for free agency in about two or three years. I'm not sure how that's going to work for him. Mm-hmm. If I'm the New York Yankees, seeing that he's coming off of multiple injuries, mo- missing, you know, lots of games over the last two or three seasons, I would come at Judge to secure that he stays with my team for the long term because I'm not sure they're going to want to pay him Mookie Betts type money in two or three years. I would go to judge now when he's kind of down and offer him an extension to keep him with the team. And what I had proposed to you was eight years, 160. Takes him to age 36, 37, um, $20 million a year. What would you say, Aaron? 
So yeah, twenty million dollars a year for a guy who's in the conversation as the second best player in baseball or the best player in baseball, not named Mike Trout, or at least in terms of run producing. Right? You like that stat? Run producing. Mm. Whatever is the stat that you like to look at. Uh it just doesn't seem right. Twenty million dollars, but I just feel like the the bar is currently for a player like that, the bar is currently $30 million. But just to be fair, I think he's not going to get that $30 million a year because of the injuries and because – He might. If he hits free agency, there might be a team out there that says, well, I yeah, well, have Aaron Judge on my team. Maybe he'll stay healthy. He might well, yeah, this, well I'm, I'm speaking in terms of this being an extension. Like, what, what would be a good number for his extension? Before I said $25 million a year. Now I'm thinking more like 27-ish. The reason why I think – it should be less is because he's two years away, two years removed from free agency. He could get hurt and never play again. We don't know. Um, and his 31. prior history has shown that he's going to miss 50, 60, maybe a hundred games in a season. Like he did two years ago. I think there was. So I could come to judge and be like, listen, we appreciate you on our team. You're definitely the next captain of the New York Yankees. We want you to be a Yankee for the rest of your career, but, we're taking a big risk if we're going to give you $30 million a year based on your histories. But we do want to keep you here, so we're going to offer you 20 over eight years. What's he going to say? You know what I mean? Nah, dog. I'm sure I'm going to stay healthy. I'd be thinking like, nah, you know what? You know, I know I don't miss the playoffs ever, and I hit home runs in the playoffs, so I like a little bit more than $20 million a year. Like, I saw what you guys gave Garrett Cole. Like, come on. The guy, pitches, you, but- the guy pitches once a week. But what if you try to go for another diving catch and, and you fucking, you know, break another rib? Like, then what? What are we going to do now? Now we got to pay you $20 million to sit on the bench? Come on, Judge. Well, Look yeah, at I it mean, from our point of view. But you, I mean, you guys agreed to take on uh, Giancarlo Stan, who I'm better than. And that guy misses a lot of time. And you're oh, paying him like- Oh, you're throwing your teammate under the bus? Judge, we can't. We, we just, so, I don't know. I'm, trying, I'm starting to rethink this offer here because now you're just throwing your own Well, I actually, gr- I actually grew up as a Red Sox fan. So, if you guys could just trade me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I get it. I understand. And if, if I'm Judge, I'm probably declining that too. But I, I would seriously consider it, again, because of my history. And guys of, of Judge's size don't tend to do well in baseball. I could think of Dave Winfield. After that, I don't know. Like, you're saying guys that are like that large. He's fucking huge. This guy's yeah. humongous. Yeah. Like, like and it shows. John Carlos Stanton is a physical freak. Yeah. Judge is bigger than Stanton is. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean. Yeah, and it shows that it shows like you said he was grimacing after that home run. Like, yeah, what? Just running second. Like clearly, like you're the torque that you are able to muster up in your body is your bones and muscles are not strong enough for that. So either you have to be yeah. like, either you have to be Superman where he has to hold back his strength because he could like tear the fabric of our space time continuum or whatever the, <laughs> the, the thing is. You also have to limit yourself. Like you can no longer cock back and try to gun the, gun the guy out at second or something. You have to do like 80% of that basically. Yeah. Which is still a good Aaron judge, by the way. Like I think he, you're still going to get like 30 home runs and or more in a season like that. But clearly, his, every time this guy, you know. Yeah. And to, to his credit, he wanted to play. He said he felt 100%. He wanted to play. The Yankees decided to better safe than sorry. Let's give him the rest. Like, we're, we're in first place. We have the best record in, in the AL, aside from the Oakland A's. Let's just let you rest. 
got you right, and then you could come back next week. I think he's eligible to return probably at the end of this week or something. So to his credit, he wanted to come back. Another one of those injuries was a broken wrist after he was plunked. Um, another one of those injuries was a diving catch where he landed on his body and broke a rib. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these, the, the one injury that, that should be really concerning was that oblique because it was based on the swing. And then if he's really hurt now, this injury is concerning too because these are, these are like body, like my body just fucking can't handle this shit type injuries. Um, do you think, do you think yeah. that there's any way that he hears the rumors about him being this injury bust type of player? Probably, shouldn't, even, yeah. shouldn't even be in the conversation of best players in the league because he's always injured or whatever. Do you think he hears the rumors and that the Yankees released a statement? By the way, he wanted to play through it. He wanted to stay in there when in reality it's like, no, nah, we needed to – we needed to take it, take him off the field for for ten days because it's bad. yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear. I to, yeah. To be fair, I it was I read it through a report that Judge wanted to play. So you're probably right. It was probably the Yankees trying to save face, or maybe just make him, Judge yeah. say that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or I want to hear Aaron Boone say, "Yeah, he wanted to play, but I said nah. I call the shots." <laughs> Judgy, no, no, Judgy. Yeah. Uh, because he calls everybody, you know, he shortens their name. Kind of like uh, George Girardi did, too. Girardi did, yeah. Um, damn, my team is good. But anyway, should we should we try to talk about how bad your team is? Or you want to just... <laughs> what is there to say? We're the, we're the worst. <laughs> I think we're the worst team in baseball. Because the two teams that I thought were the worst teams, the Marlins and the Orioles, are holding their own. Like, the Orioles bash any pitcher that steps on that mound the marlins are sustaining a decent record to to stay in the playoff hunt i think i haven't checked it in a couple of days but because I they believe, haven't played it but because they I haven't played they're as, both in the playoff hunt yeah yeah but because they haven't played as many games as everyone else the marlins have the benefit of a higher mm-hmm. winning percentage here um and there's really not much else to say the games are pretty much over by the third inning our starting pitching sucks <laughs> granted we gave away you know david price and lost chris sale and rick parcello cy young winner with the Red Sox? Fucking Dombrowski, man. I would like, see, like, the way you phrase that, it's almost like, damn, man, we have, to, we have to trade these guys. Like, you know, it's just part of business. No, it's because Dombrowski, like I said before, was making it rain. He was, like, just canning money left and right. It was fucking insane in there. But we also got a championship out of it. So it's like we got to take the good with the bad. You know, the same thing, the same game that make you laugh can make you cry. <laughs> okay, so if your team is... The same game that makes you laugh... <laughs> The same game that makes you math can make you die. Okay. <laughs> okay. But so I looked through the league, right? And I think the Mariners have the best farm system. The last I read, they trade fucking everybody for, for, well, that's think, think, thanks to the Mets. Thanks to the Mets. Um, you have teams like the White Sox look super promising. Like, I think they're going to be scary in the future very soon. The Tigers have some decent players out there. You're going to see Casey Mize coming up pretty soon. The Blue Jays are looking good. Um, I think the Baltimore, the Orioles are playing a little bit above expectations to this point. I think they're going to come back down to earth at some point, but you're seeing some of the talent that they've put around. You have teams like the, the Marlins, like I said, we still haven't seen their best pitcher yet. Their best prospect come out and they're nine and seven, second place in the AL, in the NL East. Um, and on and on and on. I could keep going and going and going. The concerning thing about the Red Sox is, I don't see – I don't – unless a team comes in and says, I'm going to give you six number one picks for, you know, 
Xander Bogarts or some shit. I don't know how that team is going to turn this around in the near future. I think it's going to be a while before, yep. before the Red Sox are contending for a championship again. No, yeah, I would agree. It's going to have to take us trading away basically everybody, just blowing it up for us to build up the farm system. Or, or, being, or being super patient. Or being super patient and also retaining the guys that we do have, like Bogarts, Endeavors, uh, Chris Sale is coming back, and also signing new guys to, to bring it in and, and be contenders. So what about – would you say that Benintendi is – what are your feelings on Benintendi? I think he's valuable. And it's also, it's, it's only the beginning of the season still, technically. I know it's almost over because it's only 60 games, but like, I almost have to feel like Devers struggles. I can't, I can't just write him off because he, he put together such a good season last year. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I so, wouldn't write off Devers. Yeah, I wouldn't write him off just yet. And even Ben Intendi, I mean, I, I'll admit that since he came into the league, he's, he's, he's underperformed, mm-hmm. but I still think he has high value. I mean, he's a, uh... You know, so he came in as a rookie of the year runner up. Yeah. Uh, one rookie of the year that year. That was 2017. Oh, I know. Aaron Judge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, would hope, I would hope so. You're 52, 51. No, I swear that was a coincidence. And it's the timing. I just had to take that pause to rub it yeah. in a little bit. But anyway, he had his best season in 2018, career year. Of course, you know, 2018 Red Sox career year. Um, and then, like, even last season, he wasn't that great. No, no, last year he wasn't. And this year he's atrocious. So, I don't know. Okay, atrocious? Like, <laughs> he wasn't as bad as Gary Sanchez. I think he's having a worse season than Jose Altuve right now. He might oh. be having a worse season than Gary Sanchez. Let's, let's do a little comparison. But it all, comes back, it all comes back to our starting pitching and the lack of starting pitching. So it's not enjoyable to look forward to like a Yankees Red Sox series anymore for me. Is that what you want to hear? Did you want me, you want me to sit here <laughs> no, and tell just, you all, all the, you know what it is? It's too soon for me to rub the, the, this point in, but I feel like in a few years, you're going to see my, my point of view that yes, the Yankees haven't won since 2009, but aside from 2000 and even in 2015, they tried blowing it up. Wait, was it in 2015? Anyway, I'm losing my point here. But anyway, they, they've, they've been – like, I haven't not looked forward to watching a Yankees game in – since 90 – like, 93 or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know no, I g- – and I understand what No, you don't because you, just, you can't say the same for the Red Sox. No, no, I'm no. just kidding. Finish I, I understand where you, where, you were, where you were saying it. And just to even jump on that, I would be okay with the Red Sox blowing up because we don't have the same team. We, we lost bets. You know, we lost Chris Sale for the season. So I wouldn't be upset if they tried to trade away pieces and, and build back the farm system, honestly. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like a, like a two-year, three-year turnaround if they go that no, route? You're, you're so, looking at it in the now and in the now for sure that's what if i was a red sox fan i i would feel heartbroken to see some of the talent that i've accrued over the years specifically someone like benintendi uh maybe not so much xander bogarts because i think xander bogarts is a is a he he could be their captain for for all all you know for whatever that means and rafi devers like you said you don't have a season like you had last season as a mistake like that's you know you have talent um, but yeah, at this point now, the best thing I think would be to be patient and 
keep those two guys. And I think everyone else is kind of dispensable and you just try to build that team up slowly. And in five years, maybe 10 years, maybe the Yankees have like four championships by then. I'm not sure. I will guarantee they don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man. I'm not I'm kidding. They're not going to have <laughs> Bro, listen. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Here's a here's a here's a question. Here's a question. Do the Yankees? Who do the Yankees? Or do they trade for anybody? To uh, during the season this year, I mean, Clint Frazier is beasting right now. I think I think they should they should. The weakest part of this team still to me is starting pitching. Um, you improved it with Garrett Cole, but after that, everybody's a question mark for the most part. Like James Paxton has looked good the last two starts, but he still doesn't have his his top stuff yet. Like, is there something wrong with him? And is he going to end up in the IL again at some point soon? Jay Happ was a mistake. I'm ready to admit it. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka, like you said, he could tomorrow his fucking whatever it is might might go and he you will never see him again. I would take one of these guys and I'm glad that Frazier's up and I hope he's here to stay. But I would take one of these guys that we just keep fucking around with and they're just in the in the minors and they could they could very well, you know, play in the big leagues and try to get another pitcher if I could. I don't know who, but somebody. I don't even want another Cole. That would be great. I would take somebody who who can give me a three, five, four ERA. Who's gonna give me six innings? You know what I mean? Like, I'll take somebody like that. Gives up three or four runs a game. The Yankees should be able to win games like that, in my opinion. No, oh, yeah, because of the bullpen. Always fall back on yeah. the bullpen. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if do. they will. I'm wondering if they will though. Will they I make a move? So Clint Frazier's destiny is. No, I think Frazier's here to stay. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think. He's he's the everyday left fielder. I think Giancarlo Stanton becomes yeah, but what the about DH? And I think Brett Gardner is a bench player at this point. Like I hate to say it, I love Brett Gardner, Gardy as they call him, but this is likely his last season, and I gotta play Frazier, man. They they gotta stop this shit already. Well, Estevan Florio is gonna be the. You got see. Here's the thing. You got you got Hicks for like seven years. Judge isn't going anywhere. Stan's not going anywhere. Esteban Florio is the going to be the outfielder. Mike Talkman. Random. Uh, I mean, look at his stats last year, and he hasn't been that bad this year. No, no, I know, I know. I'm just saying that I don't see how Clint Frazier stays. I no, I think he stays. I think he stays because Gardner's Gardner's gone yeah, but then, after this year and stands your everyday DH. And you know what? Maybe. Maybe Judge can't play the field every day either anymore. Yeah, that's the thing that I think that guys like there's a DH fill because you got guys like Voight, Judge, Stan, mm-hmm. even San, even Gary Sanchez. Um, but unless Gary unless his defense has gotten way better this year, has it? Because he has like a pass ball. Was that was that a joke or? No, I'm being serious. His defense has gotten way better this year. Yes. Okay, but we already know how defensive stats work, so don't bring <laughs> don't bring any of that into the conversation. Oh, you saw I'm me ta- typing. I'm talking about <laughs> no, but I'm talking about what I've seen in the game so far of him of catchable balls being let go because he's catching on one knee basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, I still Let don't think. Anyways, I don't see unless Clint Frazier converts himself into a second baseman somehow. You know. Where 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 can the Yankees put him with Florio coming up and Talkman now being in the mix, and Aaron Hicks, also, 
and judge so, yeah family. so you're right maybe they're they're building up his his value they're putting him up here to show him off a little bit and try to get somebody big in return i think for fraser though i would want someone more than just a middle of the road uh, starter i think i'd want and an A plus talent who's gonna command a lot of money or something or a pick or some shit. I don't know. Do you think like a really you, high pick? Do you think the relationship between Frazier and the Yankees organization is still sour? And do you think he would rather go to another team? If he's going to be in the minors, he might as well just go to another team. And uh the only thing stopping him from coming up is his own performance, not because there's I hate a to be hate, I'm gonna sound cocky as fuck here. But I don't see why you wouldn't want to play for the Yankees. Like, you're going to have a chance at a World Series every single year. You may not win it. We haven't won since 09. But you're gonna, there's going to be a chance that you could make it to the World Series, a realistic chance. Um, see, I think- if, you become, if you become a star here, it's like Aaron Judge. Again, like Aaron Judge, real, like if, if we found out tomorrow that the Yankees extended Aaron Judge and that they gave him Mookie Betts money, We'd be shocked, but I think we'd we'd be like, okay, I, I understand why. You know what I mean? Even though he's been injury prone, um, I I feel like I'd be like, okay, I get it. You know, he's Aaron Judge. Like he's a Rod for me now. Like when he's at bat, I want to see his at bats. He's he's the face of baseball essentially in in a lot of ways, aside from Mike Trout, Mookie Betts. Um, I forgot what my point was, man. Your point, your point is that why wouldn't you want to stay in the Yankees? And my, my point why is Why wouldn't this. you want to stay in the Yankees? Exactly. Because if you if you if Clint Frazier continues to play the way he's playing, he's already a fan favorite. Fans love this guy. Um, if he continues to play this way, he will be a lifer in, in with the Yankees, even if he goes at some point. Like you have guys like Tino Martinez played for the Yankees. You would think that he played for us for like 20 years. He played for the Yankees between 1996 and 2001, I think it was. So Paul that's, that's a, fi- a five-year stretch. And he's a forever Yankee. You know what I mean? Like Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill played for longer. Don't talk about my Paul O'Neill like that. I'm saying he won. He literally won a World Series with a different team, and he's still yeah. recognized as a Yankee. Yeah, I was exactly. to, to your point, but you got to make it all about – like I'm trying to take a, a, a – Whereas Johnny, with the Red Sox, you know. Here's my point. Johnny Damon, you'd be like, yo, Johnny, what, what World Series means the most to you? He's probably going to be like, oh, 09 with the Yankees. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, point, my point with Clint Frazier is this, is that uh, I think in the end of the day, 90% of these players are ego-driven. He's, he's a baseball player. He wants to play at the highest level. Um, what, what I think is going through his brain right now is, I know that I'm not a starter on this team, at least for this year, but I feel like I should be because look at what I'm doing on the, at the, at the plate, you know? Mm-hmm. So what it's like, it's like the whole Albert Pujols thing. Who's a better stand-up player and role model than Albert Pujols. But in the end, Albert Pujols chose money over the St. Louis legacy. So right. if Pujols who already is the all time status for an organization like St. Louis Cardinals. If he chose the path of of the rich, the riches over, you know, legacy, then a guy like Clint Frazier, who's not even there yet, he hasn't even played a full season. He's not on any starting lineup roster unless guys like Stan and Judge are injured. I think he would want to go to another organization if it meant that he would be that everyday starter. Right now he's not the everyday starter, but he's playing like the everyday starter. So 
I feel like, like because he's here of his to, stay. to be honest, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's, no, no. And I think and I think what, he's the starter moving forward. Whether he's here to stay is one thing, but the whole relationship being sour, I I would yeah, think yeah. that he'll he's learned to say the right things in terms of like you know I'm here to do whatever I can to help the team win. But deep down inside, he wants to be a starter. I played mm-hmm. with enough guys that always want the limelight of being like the starter. The guy, yeah. The guy, yeah. And and he, he's got the talent to be that guy. And I think he knows that and doesn't want to be on the Yankees if it means he's only on the Yankees if five guys are injured, you know? Why are you trying to, like, take a swipe at my team? Like You took a, sw- you took a swipe at my team, man. <laughs> Every day you take a swipe at my team. It's easy to kick a guy when he's down. <laughs> That's what you're doing. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so one last thing before we go, the whole Tatis thing, the Juan Soto thing, even the Clint Frazier conversation for me makes me feel hopeful about the game because there's, I think there's a, a slow change coming. Like the fact that, that people have Fernando Tatis's back aside from Tingler, again, change that last name, man. That, that sounds perverted. I'm sorry. Tingler. <laughs> and Chris Woodward, um, aside from guys like that, um, people are okay with running up the score now. People are okay with flaunting, bat flips, stare downs. Like the game is changing. Just embrace it. Yeah. Take it, embrace it, and uh, and enjoy it. Rules were meant to be broken. Oh yeah, dog. Full show. Word. All right. I think that's it. Right. Hopefully. I think so. I think we covered. We started. It. <laughs> we're revamping our website, wttspod.com. So check it out. Um. If you have any ideas for the website, let me know. The things that I'm doing now is a hitter power ranking, moonshots, which are the longest home runs. Um, and I'm going to start a series called If the MLB Postseason Started Today. Because with the new postseason rules, it'd be interesting to see, like, who's in it and who's not. Now that so many teams are. Um, so if anybody has any ideas, leave it in the comment section. Check out the website. Follow me at manigo 3 Follow him, that guy, that, that nice guy over there. Say something so the camera shifts to you. Uh, I'm sorry, man. There it you, call is. Me, you call me off guard. <laughs> at Hova Mojo. Follow the show at WTTSpot.com. Peace. Peace.